0: Gerald, the boss man, show has special guests for you, he has a nice book out, it's on Amazon, it's called Hostile, an Urban Tragedy, Darius Lauder, here with me on the boss man show, great to have you on the show, Darius, I can tell you off the air, man, I read your story, I read your kid, man, and it really struck with me, I definitely want to have you on and talk to our listeners about some things you've experienced in, in your life, man, so, glad to have you on the show, brother, how are you doing on your end, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm doing excellent, extraordinary, extravagant. I woke up this morning, and I woke up free. So, you know, it can't get much better than that.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, Darius, you got this, this new book out, man, on Amazon here. Uh, tell my list a little bit first about yourself and about the book you wrote and what inspired you to write this book that you wrote.
1: Uh, basically, you know, I was, like, similar to most other hustlers, different because every hustler has a different motivation, a uh, different background, so... Coming from the Streets, uh, the book basically focuses on my last seven years in the game out of basically like two decades. But when I took my last knock to the federal knock, went to court, beat it pretty much, ended up coming back, signing. They tried to re me like three or four times, and I got locked up. And basically the lifestyle I was living at the time was unbelievable. It was even at the time that I was living it. It was crazy. We would go through things, and our everyday conversations were so – absurd and so abnormal to normal people but this was our reality and we would talk about it all the time like man you know people wouldn't believe the things that we go through the things that we see the things that we do so when i actually signed for my time i was on bond for two years and for my case and i went to court and signed for my time from the world you know my lawyers used to laugh and make jokes when i walked in the office and be like oh it's a real criminal now we don't have to you don't have to sugar coat and candy ass everything it's a real criminal in here you know she told me you know look i'm gonna do damage control we're going to knock it down, this, this, and this, and then you're going to watch time for go on vacation, come home, and get back to business as usual. Yes, ma'am. So they knocked it all down. When I went to the county, I started to recount different memories. So here in Texas, they read your mail. So they sift through your mail, and they look for anything that they can re-indict you on, any other charges to try and wow. correlate or collaborate to take you back to court and get you re-indicted. So you have to, when I start to write the letters, to write the chapters of the book, I had to hide them and letters to my little brother and send them home. So basically, for about the next two and a half years, about once a month or every five or six weeks, to put it on my schedule and how busy I was, <coughs> which is funny because I was really in penitentiary, attention. But here in Texas, you actually have to work. So between work, working out, you know, and just gathering my thoughts and trying to maintain, I would write a chapter, edit a chapter, and then hide it in a letter and send it home to my brother. Well, my brother collected the chapters. So when I came home three years and 10 months later, my brother gave me a folder, and it was all the letters in order in the folder. So the whole book was in the folder buried in letters. So, you know, I came home, uh, re into society. It's crazy when you come home. I was on a rough farm here in Texas, where a lot of people call it a riot farm. People getting stabbed, people getting beat up daily. All kind of drama and headaches all the time. Stayed on like now. So I came home, you know, it was a big change, a switch coming back to the world, trying to reacclimate into society, go get a job, have relationships, you know, just wired down. So I went through some things and finally hit a point where I needed to go ahead and get back on feed. And I said, I'm going to put this book out Well, I was sitting on parole. So as soon as the book released, they blackballed it. Wow. CDC put it on a blacklist. Parole officer tried to revoke my parole, wouldn't let me travel, wouldn't let me promote. So again, the book had to sit. About a year and a half ago, hooked up with a guy, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Dave, put me on to a publicist, and she showed me how to get everything done the right way, and then got put on Pitchball media here recently, and walked to the races. In the meantime, in between time, I talked to at-risk youth. I talked to decision makers. I talked to young adults. I talked to guys that just got out to let them know that, yeah, you know, like right now I work for a corporation. I'm coming kind of to corporate. So I know a lot of the stuff that they say that you can't do. And it was like that even when I was in the streets. They say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't make money, you can't go here, you can't go there. You know, I was a fat kid. I never really got dependent on other people. I depended on myself. So every time you told me I couldn't, I always had to. Just to prove to myself that I could. So in this case, you know, you come home and say, oh, you can't get a job. Okay, got a job. Oh, if you get a job, you got to go do manual labor here and you got to go do this. And there's nothing wrong with doing manual labor, but I had a skill set that I had before I went in. So you're telling me that I can't apply my skill set to make $35 an hour and you want me to go build pallets for $0.03 cents an hour? That makes no sense. Sure does. So, of course, I had to work around. No, whatsoever. So I worked around the system, applied my skill set, <clears throat> ended up on the corporate side, running clubs for a major corporation. Now I catch planes all the time. I catch planes in the morning to go work. For all the people at CIAA, I will be in North Carolina. So, you know, it's a beautiful thing to fight the system and win and set the example because so many people that get locked up see the system and see the way the deck is stacked against them and come home and feel like they can't do anything else. Exactly.
0: And you have to overcome that, man, because a lot of people just uh, – they take, they take a bad incident and just let it overtake them. Like, you, you got to overcome that. You have to figure out the next move. When something bad happens to me – I try to figure out my next move. You no, know, I I don't ask why because the, the why may not be for me to know. But how, how do I react to this bad thing happened to me? That's how I try exactly. to approach my staff. I try to tell when I go to talk to young kids myself, uh, you know, try to show them the way because a lot of young kids, they want it easy. It's not easy. It's it, like mm-hmm. I. I didn't ask to not have both my parents here with me who died of cancer. I, I didn't ask for that, but I, that's what I had to face, you know. So it's like exactly. hmm, kind of that kind of that affect my career negatively and not do my radio thing because I'm grieving for my parents, I need to take what happened, see if I can help others who have those diseases and overcome that and help build and raise money as, well as, as a way and tribute to my parents. So for you coming come out of the penitentiary, beating the system and now living your, your best life now, man, that's a hell of a thing. To do, and we need more people like you to, you know, sh- share your story because people need to hear stories of positivity and success. success breeds success in my, in my view, Darius.
1: Definitely, and, and and a lot of times, if I had to go back, of course, I would go back. I would not mess with the snitch. You know, there are certain females that I wouldn't mess with just because they were rhyme and they were dirty. But overall, my life and who the man that I am today is the product of my experiences. So it can't be all sunshine and rainbows, and then all of a sudden you expect to grow up and be strong. You're going to make mistakes. That's that's you. That's human. That's human nature. That's humanity. You're going to jump the wrong way at times. You're going to knock your head. But like you said, the recovery is what happens. How do you recover from that? How do you move on from that? Do you grow or do you fall? I've been, they say the pressure will mold you or fold you. I've been places that have made most people curl up and die. I've seen it. I've seen Grown men crying in racks, cutting their wrists, doing everything they can to go to psych war because they just can't maintain. So you have to figure it out. And the other thing is, do you let one situation in your life define the rest of your life? So you make one bad decision, the state lays it on you. They they label you, they put this axe on you, they tell you, oh well, you can't live anywhere, you can't get a job, you know, you can't vote. You're you know you're three fifths of a man now. So you allow that to define you the rest of your life and you live at a certain level because somebody else told you to live that way. Or then you pick up the pieces and keep it moving. And there's always a way around it. You're going to have to work harder. It's never going to be easy. And the biggest thing I find with the newer generation is they don't like to work. They sure don't. They don't like pain. They don't like pain. If it's hard, they don't want to do it. If it hurts, they don't want to do it. They don't, they're, they're not geared to put in that extra effort. In my situation, for me to do what I do with my record, I have to go farther than anybody. I have to go harder than anybody. I have to go to work before everybody else. And there's a lot of days that I'm at work longer than anybody else in order to make and maintain myself, knowing that I have to fight this uphill battle every day. It's the same thing with the book. There's a lot of books and a lot of people that get a lot of airplay that are purely negative-based books. That are Some of them are written okay, some aren't. Uh, The diction, this book is written at an intelligent level. It's not a knock to the game, and it's not a glorification. You hear me say a certain amount of weight, like this many keys or that many keys. You never hear me glorify the body. Oh, his blood spilled out, and the drops hit so-and-so on the face. To me, that's fiction. On the real-life side, I've seen all that times 1,000, but that's not the case with this book. It's not the focus. The focus of this book is an intelligent look at my mental decisions the motivation to make those decisions and the consequences and repercussions of those decisions. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you I didn't have brand new cars. I didn't have $80,000 truck. I didn't have motorcycles, dogs, jewelry, Rolexes. At the same time, I'm telling you, yeah, I had all that, but when my homeboy gets 30 years and his daughter is 11 months old and realizes his daughter be out of college before he comes home. And I'm the one that he calls and says, take care of my daughter. I have to go check on his daughter for the next 27 years until he comes home. I'm the person that his baby's mother calls. I'm the person that her grandmother calls when this little girl needs tennis shoes, when this little girl needs stuff for her ballet recital, when she needs to go and somebody needs to go pay for her piano lesson because daddy's never going to be there. Exactly. He's never going to be there now. Add in the fact that her mom's human. So when is she going to find Mr. Wright? And will it be the second guy she dated after him or the 200th guy? So now you have all these different guys mixed in the equation who feel however they feel about the six-two-tattooed bald guy coming in and out of the house, seeing her daughter on a regular basis, who have their own theories on life and what should and shouldn't happen. So you have a whole other Molotov cocktail that's mixed up, and could be a recipe for a disaster. Just in me trying to keep my word to a comrade.
0: Exactly, because you know, dudes are always cynical. Like, why is he over here? What's what this about? It's on scene, right? And if she even she breaks it down to a dude, dude still may feel some some kind of way about it, no matter what.
1: It depends on how he's built. Because if he's insecure, it never works.
0: You got that right.
1: Insecurity is, is the death of everybody. You know, a lot of these guys, they do all this stuff trying to impress females. And the day they sign for the top, the same girl they were trying to impress with the homeboy or their cousin or their brother.
0: You got that
1: right. I tell guys, the flip side for these guys, you go out here, you make all this street money, your baby mom, your girlfriend, you take her to the mall, you buy her clothes, you buy her Nikes, you buy her Timberlets, you get some nails done, a hair done every week, but you don't put her through school. You don't tell her to go to school. You handcuff her. So then, when you do take the night, and in this game, in this street game, you, there's two exits. You either get a box or a sale. Mm-hmm. That's the only two ways you go. That's the only two ways. There's no 401k for a hustler. You got that right. So you a box or a sale. I can count on one hand the hustlers I know that have successfully retired and not done time, not been shot, not been stabbed, and not had to go on the run for decades. And I'm, I'm 46 years old. I've been out here since I was 12. I know
0: one who retired with $1.1 million and got out of the game.
1: I know three. And that was because one of them had a brilliant wife who he put through school, and she turned around after she got her business degree and actually paid attention and rolled all his money and legitimized all his business. If it wasn't for her, he'd have been dead. Uh, he's an knucklehead, but his wife, he got the right one. She was brilliant. And she knew how to handle him and knew how to control him to the point it made him wire them down and saved his life. But the majority, they take these girls, take them to the mall, buy them clothes, get their hair done, get their nails done, never tell them to go to school, never tell them to get a trade, never send them back to get an education. So when they get locked up, and now you have three kids, and then you wonder why she's out in the street because she she has developed habits over these years. You developed these habits for her. Have to have her nails done every two weeks. Have to have her hair done every three weeks. And she is going to fulfill those habits. And if the only way that she can find to fulfill it is by jumping on the next man out here in the street, that's what she's going to do. Well, you could have took the same money that you blew at the Galleria, one-tenth of that, and put her in school. And she would have had a degree, an education. She would have came out with a trade, a job, insurance for your children, and her own money and then maybe just possibly she would have kept it 100 with you when you got stretched out. But now you want to call her out her name. All oh, this deep bleep and all that and talk to her crazy and she ain't this and she ain't that. That was my favorite thing locked up. I used to make those fight. Man, my baby mama ain't this, but what was she when she lay down with you? Because you just said she had babies by like three different people in your hood. So clearly she wasn't a rocket scientist when she chose you. Got
0: yeah, there right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, you tripping. You tripping. Oh, you tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping because I'm listening to you. What you're saying is not logical. We put ourselves in position. When I got ready to go outside for my time, I told my girlfriend, you're on your own. Look, you got a new car. You're in nursing school. Take care of yourself. I see you when I see you. Because I did what I did. I'm going away. This was a business. And in my crew, it was looked at as a business. And it was talked about as a business. Every day, it was understood. Look, man, it's risk versus reward. What y'all going to do? And we're going to get this money. Well, we all on the same page. It's understood. Let's go do what we do. But we know the consequences of what we're doing. As a grown man, the sad part is most of these kids don't know the consequences and repercussions of what they're doing. I they agree. have no clue. I can take any kid right now and ask him about the new video game out and ask him, hey, what's the cheat code? How you do this? How you do that? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old can tell me everything about it. I can go to the worst crime neighborhood and see a little kid doing something and say, Hey, you know how much time they gonna give you for that? Nah, I don't care. Man, I don't care. I'm gonna give me a Rolex, I'm gonna give me some rim. And then in the state of Texas, they'll put you away at twelve and let you out at twenty five like nothing happened. That's normal here. Mm. For Texas them, has the biggest for penitentiary. Them is,
0: for them, it's free, free labor. For them, though, to lock you up is free labor for them. Yeah. Since so they, they make y'all work.
1: Oh yeah, Texas. You know, you know, the, you know. The federal government gives a stipend to every penitentiary for every inmate for every day. On top of the stipend, Texas is completely self-sufficient. They grow their own food, make their own clothes. Whatever it is, your skill set is in the world is what they apply you to when you come in. They give you tests and ask you what certifications you have get your state certification shipped in for you. So if you're a welder in the world, you're a welder in TDCJ. If you're a decent mechanic in the world, they will send you to a decent shop in TDCJ. Mm. If you are you work highline in the world, you will ride around as an S1 trustee and you will work on high lines all through TDCJ so they don't have to call outside crews to do the labor. Damn. I that think is. the most sobering moment in the penitentiary was when I set up to watch people pick Tommy for the first time.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: Yes. Picking time. Every inmate. Let me, tell you, let me explain the system to you. The system is you have 13 inmates, and for every 13 inmates, you have a CO on a horse with a 357 Magnum. So each, each set of 13 is a squad. You have anywhere from one to 15, 20 squads. And one of you have an inmate with 10 dogs, Next up, just in case they get away. On the other end, you have a certified sniper, which they call a high rider. The high rider takes the shot. If the inmate escapes, if he misses them, then they put the dogs on him. Each inmate has a 13 and a half foot sack. Average inmate height is 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, so he has a sack that's approximately three-and-a-half feet longer than him that he's supposed to fill in a lot of time that he's out there picking cotton. Whoa. If ne- now, if you've never seen anybody that has grown cotton before, cotton only grows four or five feet up the ground. The majority of you're picking cotton is duck walking. You're double over and you're duck walking, and it has sharp thorns. Unless you have commissary and can buy gloves, you don't get gloves. So you're in the penitentiary picking cotton with a 13 and a half foot sack in 80, 90 degree weather, duck walking, with a gentleman behind you on a horse with a 357 Magnum, that's an overseer. That's modern day slavery. Yeah, I mean. Now, so for all the people out here that are street hustlers, and I'll never work, ain't no way in hell I'll go get a job, ain't gonna get no nine to five, you wanna work for $10 an hour, you will work for free in TDCJ, and you will pick cotton, potatoes, you will pick corn, carrots, you will. Weed, the same way they show on TV where they have the Aggie, looks like the big hole with the ten foot handle and a seven, eight pound head on it. That's how they cut grass and they sing songs just like life. And they cut grass down through the ditch, through the snakes, through whatever pops up, back up the other side and straight down the side of the road and straight across the field and wherever they tell you to go. You will work somewhere.
0: Go to work, and they bring you back in at nighttime, I'm assuming.
1: Yes. Yeah. They bring you back in at night and go back out. And most of those cats are closed custody. That's the hardheads, the knuckleheads. I ain't working in the world. I ain't getting no job. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But you're going to get out there. you going to get out there, and you're going to work now.
0: Wow. And see, I hope people listening to this will some kid or some individual who is, uh, you know, deep in this hustle game and deep in the streets will hear this and say, hey, I, I can still make a change today. He hasn't quite caught up with me yet. If I can change today. Because if, if Lord gives you breath, you you can change if you want to. It's your free will. You ain't to do so. But I'm hoping our audience is taking this in because... Hearing this from a man who's on the inside and on the outside, who's made it, who's turning his life around and doing, living his best life, you have to respect that people and take this in and get this man's book because it can help you turn your life around for sure.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is, people are people are so intent on what they really won't do. You know, in the street, I ain't. Mean, I never do this. I ain't gonna do this. I'm not gonna do that. And study pushing them on all the things that they want to do. And then they hit that penitentiary, and you're gonna do right that and to them. Or you gonna sit in that hole with no commissary, no movement, 23 hour a day lockdown. Go ahead and act the ass in there. They got somewhere for you. They don't care. They got Texas has, Texas has the biggest penitentiary system of any state in the USA and bigger than most countries. Most countries don't have as big a penal system in the state of Texas. Wow. So to put that in perspective, when you get in here and you think about the amount of inmates, they have bull farms, chicken farms, hog farms, grow their own meat, grow their own food, build everything that they need built, <laughs> do cut-rate labor for the guards. So when you're setting up lectures about all the things that you want to do, this long, list of the things you want to do. Man, I ain't going to work at McDonald's. Man, I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. Ain't no way hell I'm going to do that. Go on, put that white on. We're going to see what you want to do. Because you're, you're less than a person, you're an inmate now. So whatever they happen to beat you to death, well, hey, they're going to write that off. They're going to write that off. That's how that's going to work. They're going to get away with it. You. you know, I, uh, I, I was a trainer when I was in there on the dogs, and I've actually been through the inmate cemeteries. You know, in life, it was a big joke. So-and-so died. They go down. They buried so-and-so. They buried so-and-so. You know, they went down, sang a song, stole a pie, and went to the baseball game. Man, this is never coming home. They're never coming home. And And the sad part is they have relatives. You know, they have brothers, sisters, mothers, sons, daughters. And they have missed so much of their children's lives, so much of their family's lives. And that's not what we would put on earth. It's not how we put down here to live. We're put down here for more than that. Exactly. And I think I think the biggest shock mm-hmm. was the amount of people that were functionally illiterate, that literally could not read. Oh, wow. I never would have guessed that in this bad time, people could read.
0: Now, they have there people that, that
1: work with them to read, or, or no? Was that your choice? That yeah, would, would yeah. To read? They had GD programs, reading programs, GD programs, trade programs. You could actually go through in in the state of Texas and get your weather certificates, HVAC, and whatnot. So you could go out if you apply so if You go back out and get decent jobs. You go back out with an HVAC certificate and a bonded company, and you could go ahead and work and actually make money. But the thing is, you have to be able to read to do the work. How do you make it to 21, 22, 23, 25 years old and not be able to read?
0: That's, that's just eye-opening to me that's going on like that. That's Oh,
1: my God. And, and by function, literally, I mean, you know, red light means go. Yellow light means you might get a ticket. Green light means you can go. Red light is stop. Uh, you might know how to sign your name. You might not. It might just be some scribbles. But for me to hand you a magazine or a book, if you can't read, how do you know what it said on the paper when you sign for your time? Mm. Just saying, man. Like... The amount of people, on the flip side of that, the amount of people that go to court and have court-appointed lawyers that don't realize that the court-appointed lawyer works for the state. Exactly. You have all $40,000 worth of jewelry and you can't afford a real lawyer. How does that work out? Because the court appointed working in the state. His sole job is to ensure that the docket moves smoothly and quickly. His job is to make sure the docket runs. To get you in and out of court. He's going to tell you whatever he has to tell you to put your name on that bottom line to help you move through.
0: Exactly. And I you're also crazy about it. Uh, uh, Jay, Monique, and I do a segment together, and we discuss, you know, you did you do a story about the dude who punched his lawyer, in, who got 47 years and punched the lawyer in the face? Did you hear about that story? Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so I said, are doing a segment. You got to realize, the public defenders, the court clerks, the judge, the DA prosecutors, they're all boys. They go out on Friday nights together. Yep. So, yes, they
1: do.
0: so he <laughs> they they all they all working on a team and you just like the pawn in, in in their game. So that's that was that was my whole analysis and yep. my rant about that story when when she brought it up to me in that segment and hearing what you said is so true because when you got a public defender or a kind lawyer, that's all within the system. They all work all work together. Yep. They, they they go out for cocktails after Friday nights after court ends, session ends. And you're just
1: give you four years. After you sign for 40 years, they all go to happy hour, go to brunch. Mm hmm. Yeah. So then it's just like playing Monopoly. It's just real life Monopoly. Do not do not pass gold, do not collect $200. Uh, you got 10 years. You'll do probably anywhere from 3 to 7. When you come home, you'll go to parole. Depending on if you pay crime shoppers or not, you'll pay between $18 and $200 a month, plus your UA fees. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's all about money at the end of the day, but the thing is, we keep volunteering ourselves to jump into the system. And once they get you, they got you. Why do we keep volunteering as a people? Why do youngsters think it's cool because we made it cool? Because we make every dude on a rap song talking about he's shooting somebody cool, but he never talks about his homeboy that got 55 years from murder, and he's never coming home. He never talked about this boy got 45 eggs. So for egg time in Texas means you have to do three quarters. So when he gets that 45 egg, he's pulling 38. He's pulling 38 long. The sickest thing I ever heard somebody told, whenever you go to TDC in Texas, when you hit your units, you go to a parole officer. No matter how much time you have, how little, how much you go to parole officer, you first get there and say, okay, well, you know what? You got this much time. You got to do this much time for you have to go parole. Stay out of trouble, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, your education. So you get these youngsters that get in there, 18, 19, 20 years old. they hard as stone. They don't care about nothing. They get these big numbers, twenty five, thirty five, forty five 35, 45 years. They go see parole officers. I heard parole officers laugh at them and say, you know what, youngster? I'm not going to lie to you. Your parole officer not born yet. The so youngster started crying. He said, what? He said, your parole officer isn't born yet. He said, you got 35 years. He said, hey, he said, "You got have to pull at least 28, 29, the parole officer that you will come down here and sit in the office at on this unit and tell you you made parole is not born yet. He's going to be born, go through kindergarten through 12th grade, go to college, get his associate's degree, apply to the system, get hired, and come to this unit before you make parole.
0: That has to be a sickening feeling for a youngster, 18, or 18 years old. Has he a real, a oh, real man, sick go, feeling?
1: They go buck wild. They don't care, man. Stabbing, fighting, doing everything they can. And the system is designed to hold you like that. So my biggest problem right now is when I see some of these TV shows with these major entertainment gurus that have made it, and they all have TV shows, and I look at some of the stuff that they push, we all know that there's a problem out here. We all know there's an issue. We all know the young people are making the left turn in Albuquerque and never getting back on track. But when I'm doing cardio in the gym and I'm watching all these different major entertainment individuals with all these major shows, there's beasts and Freaks and all this weird stuff. So I'm personally disappointed that some of these bigger-time celebrities aren't taking a more active role and reaching out to people that can reach out and actually be heard and be seen, some people that can actually break the ice and talk to some of the and make a difference, as opposed to geeks and freaks, as opposed to whatever little trivial stories are running. And, and, and granted, I know they're making money. I know they have to run certain things on their TV shows, but there should be a certain percentage of their TV shows and radio shows that they should give back because most of them came from hoods. Most of them came from neighborhoods they were lacking, They didn't have them. they were blessed enough to get out but it saddens me at a point that a lot of them don't do much if anything to give back or reach back and give the next generation that helping hand but at the same time turn around and talk about them all the time
0: You got there right, the hypocrites are definitely in full effect, now Darius before we get out of here man I'm a, uh, tell the people where they can find your book they can find you on 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 social media and where they can k- connect with you, so they can hear more about your story. And we gotta have you on again, brother. This has been very much uh, informative for me, and I'm riveted by what you've said. And I I know I haven't been in that world, but it is riveting to me. I know my listeners are captivated as well. So where can they find you? What you got? What projects you working on, man? So we can stay in contact. We we'll get you on the show again to talk more about these topics.
1: All right, sounds great. I'd love to come back on. Um, you can get the books. Uh, if you want a signed copy of High School or a hard copy of paperback, you can go to Uh You can get dog tags, t-shirts. I can send out a gift. Something extra with every book, every signed copy that comes out. also have uh, merchandise there, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, etc. cetera. Um, on Amazon, you can get the hard copy book as far as the paperback. You can also get the copy of the ebook on Amazon. So if um, under hostile, an urban tragedy, uh also working on audio book. We'll have an audio book in the next four weeks so that'll be loaded up for people on the run. People are always uh constantly moving, busy, so you can just plug in and get 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 what you need out of the dose. The next project out will be hostile part two, homecoming, which is actually uh pretty much what I made parole, uh headaches, heartaches, the application is getting ready to come home. Different people popping up that have been missing for years and years, or what we call the IPO, the initial public offering, when everybody that disappeared and didn't care finally finds out you made parole and come flying back trying to write you letters and come see you and act silly. And the headaches and heartaches after you come home, you know, readjustment and getting back in and bad relationships, the whole nine. Uh, on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Hostel Book, Instagram at Hostel Book. Uh, for those that don't know, my service dog, Doom, Big Old Red Pit Bull goes everywhere with me. He also has an Instagram shows his workouts and different things that we do with him and my other female. So that is at Hostel Doom. So everything is pretty much at Hostile. Uh, you can catch us. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. We have a old-school promo truck that we're building, a 76th International Scout hunter. So it's like a bionic Jeep. So we'll be building that and wrapping it. That'll be the hospital. It will be all over the country this year. And just looking forward to getting out, meeting people, talking to some children, talking to some adults, talking to some decision makers, and hopefully re-engineer some of these programs so they actually work, as opposed to just throwing money down the tubes and saying we tried.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, doing great to have you I know my brother. we got to do it again real soon, man. Hold down in Texas, man. I was just in Houston on a Monday with the Atlanta Hawks, so I enjoy coming to Texas. the okay, time. Just okay. stop through there, man. But we've got to catch up again real soon, brother. You did a great job. Thank you again.
1: All right. I appreciate you. you have a great night.
0: You too, folks. It's Darius Slaughter here on the Boss Man Show. Get his book, Hostile. Get it now on Amazon and check it on social media as well. We are out.